Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Professionals Podcast for another week. Uh, we've got Peter Hanscom with us backing up two in a row, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks, Paul. Yeah, in it for the long haul. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend of footy, apart from the Saints result on, on Sunday, but hey, it was white-hot performance from the Roosters. Yeah, not a good week for uh, either of our teams. The Tigers really <laughs> letting one slip against the Dogs and with the Warriors losing on Sunday too, it's sort of a case of what might have been. Look, I'll tell you what, um, they're still in it. I'm not going to give up hope, but you look at that game and, and the end of the year, there's been a few this year actually, but that one's going to hurt um, indeed. Uh, let's have a look at, uh, of course, I am Paulie G, uh, Paul Grzadka with you as well, and... Um, with just one round left in the, uh, the Supercoach, uh, before the Supercoach finals, I should say. Let's just sort of have a look at any guys that in particular looking to bring in, looking at the best from round 20, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Um, going large, 123 points. Hopefully a lot of you already own him um, and didn't get off that bandwagon. Ben Hunt, that was a surprise, Pete. You were out at that game, 122 points. He came in at... Played a bit of hooker towards the end too, so that was interesting with McGuinness playing as a running forward. Um, somewhat of a surprise, but it was Hunt doing well, Gareth Whittup not so much. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised, I must admit, when I saw the super cash score for Benny Hunt. Um, he did score a couple of tries, a couple of really opportunist tries, particularly the one in the first half where he just basically ran 10 metres from dummy half and the Roosters' defence were um, took the dummy over, committed sort of thing in the last play before the part tough time, but yeah, 122 surprised me a bit. It it didn't sort of really reflect in terms of his kicking game and so it wasn't really that flash. Errors low, I guess, but yeah, I, yeah, I was a little bit surprised, but yeah, it helps if you score a couple of tries, I guess. Damien Cook, well, he didn't score any tries, but he'd set one up. He nearly had another forward pass, still managed to get 115. He's just evolved in everything, tackles as well. Uh, Dane Gagai, 114, Brian Kelly. It was a big day for the outside back. So if you had a couple of these guys, maybe not so much those two, but certainly Latrell Mitchell, 113. Kerrit Holland, Pete, another one that I think is a bit of a shock, 111, but certainly knows his way to the try line. It's more his defence that is his deficiencies in the first grade arena. Um, with ball in hand, much like Brenko Lee, the guy basically replaced who now plays up on the Gold Coast. Similar sort of players. With ball in hand, they're great. So super coach wise they have that ability to go large any given week. That is true. Yeah, he is similar to Brent Carley. But, yeah, the, the attack was, was on song the other night. Uh, the Dogs has played a bit better than the Tigers. The Tigers are a bit disappointing defensive-wise uh, out wide, particularly there with with Holland. And, yeah, gave him some opportunities. And there you go. He played a, a solid game once again. Not that flash. Took the chances when they were there and very few errors. So, yeah, that's how you get the big points. James Tedesco, another back, outside back, 108. Cameron Munster there, um, also hitting three figures, 103. Blake Ferguson, 102 in that high-scoring game, or high-scoring super-gauge game against um, the Dragons, where Tarek Sims got 101 as well, so lots up there. I'm really impressed with AJ Brimson. Um, he's coming along strong for the Titans. He put up his best super-gauge score ever with 99. Jonathan Thurston, also 99. 
Nathan Cleary, 97. Um, all pretty much beaten the last, what, 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> he was on 30-odd, I think, with about 15 to go. He got the 97. Yeah, I was going to say, you look at his, a breakdown of his points per minute, and I'm sure that, uh, yeah, was it 68th minute, wasn't it? They, they started the comeback, and, yeah, he was, he was instrumental in that and, and scored, yeah, scored the winning try there when, at the, when the ball came loose from um, Trebojevic. So, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the breakdown for sure. I was talking to one of our um, occasional contributors, um, certainly more at the start of the year, um, Bill from the Wildmen, and he was saying he's in, in up to his neck in, in head-to-head, and he was playing against Cleary, and he said, I didn't even have to see where the ball was going. Um, I knew that uh, Nathan Cleary was the one that was going to pick it up because I was playing against Nathan Cleary. <laughs> sure enough, that's what happened. Uh, Philip Sammy, 96, right up there as well. Um, in that same game, Michael Gordon, 92. Campbell Graham, the ball went right a lot. South's late win over the Eels, 91. And then Andrew Fafita, that man Lee, who we spoke about, Brinko Lee, and Valentine Holmes also in there as well. Holmes could be, I, was, I mentioned some pods um, coming from this bunch. Trying to have a look at that. I guess Cleary, we're going to talk about a bit later in the show, Pete. But Valentine Holmes is another one that could be a good one to bring in for the run home. Absolutely. The Sharks have been solid, consistent this year, and he has been great. Like He played very well in Origin. We, we discussed uh, post-Origin players, and he's kept that consistency going. He had a very good uh, very good performance against Brisbane the other night, probably one of the Sharks' better players, actually. And yeah, So there you go, 85. But, yeah, he'd be certainly one uh, uh, good to look at. And he's a dual-position player, too, so it's something to certainly to consider, um, as you say, for the run home. Yeah, and really with those final five weeks, what you've got to do is you've got to go on the predictor and have a look at um, some of those guys that we've looked at because we've actually broken it down for the final five rounds. We've been doing this the past couple of weeks and now I've got, of course, down to just five rounds left and looking at the, the players who are predicted to do best. So you can do that. You can go, uh, if you already have the app, you just click on one of those predictor ones and you'll see their pred 21 to 25. If you don't have the app, you've, got, you've still got the chance to download it there at the Google Play Store or the, uh, the Apple Store. Um, and Or you can just follow our website, www.supercoachpros.com, Supercoach Pros App 2018, it's called, and download it there. Damien Cook, Ville Kickow, Reese Martin, Ryan Madison. Guys, you probably own already. Maybe not Madison. Maybe looking to bring him in. They're right up there. But you've got to look at um, some guys below that too. An interesting one would be Michael Cheekham. Um, he's sort of flashing. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, maybe you lost him um, during that injury period and want to pick him back up. Caelan Ponga, um, a similar story. Josh Hodson could be an interesting one behind Cook, although Farrah's in there as well. Cameron Smith not far behind them. And Cohen Hess would be an interesting one, uh, along with Tavita Pangai. Bit of a roughie would be Cohen Hess, the way the Cowboys have gone this year, Pete, but just you never know. He's still been uh, pretty consistent, like um, our C score for, for round 20 was 73. Um, so, and he's getting still getting big minutes as well, so that's the... That's the thing. It's, it hasn't been, you know, flash all the time from him. But yeah, he's and he's injury free as well. So you think he's uh, he'd be okay for the run home as well, and, and not bad value actually. Only just over just a tick over four hundred thousand. So yeah, not bad at all. 
All right, we need to move on to the injury report now from Pat Lyons, Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Not a lot of injuries right now. Brisbane had a couple in Alex Glenn and Tavita Pangai again. This time Pangai doing, uh, managing a groin complaint. It wasn't the hamstring injury that's been giving him trouble over the last month that forced him from the game for a little while um, on Thursday night against the Sharks. He has been named. Pat's saying, look, this is hard to say based upon the information we've got. Sounds like he should be okay to play, but I guess there is that danger that he's not going to play the full minutes. Um, and Alex Glenn, well, it looked like he had a broken wrist, but when the scans were done later that night, like Thursday night, it said no signs of a fracture. Instead, there is some internal damage. So he's looking to play. He's been named. It will be painful for him, but he said he's pretty confident that he can play. Pat's saying, look, it sounds like he must have compressed or bruised a nerve, so he should be okay to play. This will be painful. So if you own some of those guys like Pangai for the Broncos, and maybe you want to think that Pangai is safe and Glenn is out, as it looks like probably they're both going to play, but Pangai is a bit of a risk. Some of those other guys like Fafita May and Staggs might get a bit more game time than they have the past two weeks. Luke Keary and Dylan um, Napa moving on to the Roosters. Keary's out. Um, for an extended period with an MCL strain that um, will see him unavailable for selection for up to four weeks. Uh, Pat's saying it could even be up to six. It looked lucky not to be a worse injury, and certainly what we're hearing is that um, he dodged a bit of a bullet with that one. Um, So Ryan Madison stepping into the halves probably pretty much for the remainder of the year. So he can play centre and winger in your team, and that's probably your weak point. So if you did lose him when he was out for that extended period, bring him back now. And Dylan Napa coming back, um, probably we might have said it would have affected Madison. Um, he has been named on the bench this week, um, recovering from an MCL injury. And um, I guess with Madison, you know, we don't have to worry so much about that. And probably other Roosters forwards we're leaving alone. Maybe Victor Radley might affect his minutes, but I'm not sure if a lot of people would own him. And that is the injury report for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go see Pat if you live in the Sydney region, particularly in the eastern suburbs area, and uh, do it via our website and you can get 20% off your first visit, www.supercoachpros.com. Um, we're going to look at the team changes now for this round. And David Clem is out suspended uh, for the Bulldogs. So for Wallala starting, Chris Smith, who's mid-season um, transfer from the Roosters, will get a chance on the bench. Matt Lodge has been named to start. Expect him to come off the interchange. He's been a bit of a revelation there anyway, so if you're a Lodge owner, you're not worried about that. Connor Watson's back for the Knights. Um, lost a couple of guys, I think Nathan Ross and Jacob Lilliman. So not a lot of super catch relevance there, but certainly Connor Watson back. Um, some people may still own him. Um, the Warriors have brought back Toho Harris, Isaac Luke and Adam Blair, all back from either injury or suspension. Jazz Devanga will go to the bench along with Simon Mannering, Joseph Vuna to the reserves. No Kate Lawton at all. Uh, Daniel Ovaro and Case Pritchard both out for the Eels. George Jennings does return. That means Jared Hayne will play centre. Reed Mahoney well, Marnie, I should say, is a new hooker. Jamin Salmon finally getting a chance, but via the bench. Looks like he might deputise in at dummy half. We just mentioned Luke Keary being out for the Roosters and Ryan Madison replacing him and Dylan Napa back on the bench. We should note, though, Sean O'Sullivan and Mitch Cornish have been named on the reserves. Meanwhile, in the same game, Matt Scott has been listed to start for North Queensland. Wade Graham's back for the Sharks. Scott Sorensen to the bench. Um, Joseph Pollard to the reserves, along with Josh Dugan. Interesting to see that. Now, Martin DePau didn't start last week. He's been named there uh, for this weekend, but look, he may come off the bench. It didn't seem to affect his uh, output at all. 
and the Raiders, they really threw things, uh, threw a curve through everybody, or a curveball through everyone, um, with putting Leilua and Rappina on the left side. We're not sure if they're going to stay there. Certainly, Kotrick still being named at fullback and Abbey on the wing. I didn't think that worked at all against the Storm, but uh, Stewart's sticking with that. Blake Austin's been named in the centres because Aiden Caesar's back in the halves. So I see a I can go back to prop from uh, centre, and we don't know whether Leilua or Rappina will play on the left or the right. Um, we can we can really only speculate at that one. Uh, the predicted best for round 21, Veal Kickow again. We saw him go a bit bananas at the end of that game against Manly. He's due to do well again against the Raiders. 86 for him. You could put the captaincy on him. Robbie Farrow gets a big up, um, a nice uptick against the Knights. Gareth Widdop similarly against the Warriors. We saw what AJ Brimson did at left half. So surely Pete Gareth Widdop, who's been a bit quiet of late, um, comes good in this one in a, in a pretty important game for both teams. Yeah, well, it, it certainly is. But um, the Warriors have been very up and down this year, and, and you know, they beat the Dragons early this year over in New Zealand, where they just shut them down and gave away a few penalties and shut them down and um, I don't think Whittock would have scored a lot of supercoach points that day so that's the only the only issue there that should be in the Dragons memory um, and I wonder whether Whittock doesn't seem to be doing as much kicking or running as, as he was previously so I'm sort of wondering whether he might be playing a little bit injured at the moment but uh, yeah it was certainly I think we'll be able to see a little bit more he should have a little bit more freedom I would expect against the Warriors than he did against the Roosters the other day so we shall see I think it's a, it's it's going to be a tricky one well, that's interesting you say if he's carrying something. We've seen it all year with guys playing a little bit hurt. Matt Lodge earlier in the year with the rib complaint. He's super coach numbers went way down. Now they're way back yep. up, but he's better. Jai Arrow, of course, has been really good until the last couple of weeks when he's been dealing with some, some painful um, injuries that's left him at less than 100%. We expect him to come back, but at the moment not playing well, um, and it's probably injury-related. So that's a key one there that you might take into account, although the predictor is saying we to do very well. Just beware what Pete's saying there. He goes pretty much every Dragons game, certainly the ones in the Sydney region. Um, so he would know. Kalen Ponga is a big uptick. We know that some of those outside backs did very well for the Bulldogs, and the Knights have a lot more weapons than uh, Canterbury do, so they could score some points against the Tigers, and Ponga should lead the way there. Reese Martin, speaking of Bulldogs, he's just been very consistent, kicking goals as well. It will be a tougher matchup against the Broncos, should still do well. Jake Jabrovic is right up there, as is uh, Tepai Maroa who I've been impressed with in recent weeks for Parramatta. Andrew Fafida, well, he keeps on keeping on. Aaron Wood still the, still or coming over. doesn't seem to affect Fafida's output too much. And Luke Brooks could be a risk, um, but a big uptick there in a daily league, I guess. David Nofaluma as well. Damien Cook and Cohen Hess, who we mentioned earlier in the show. Ryan James and Ryan Madison also up there, as is Pangai. Cameron Smith, Josh Hodgson and Wade Gray. Michael Cheekham, Marty Tapao. Jai Arrow, who we mentioned, as long as he is back to 100% fitness, and Blake Ferguson. The price rises, well, we mentioned Karen Holland earlier in the show, and he's certainly due to go higher, thanks to that massive score. Latrell Mitchell also right up there. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Nathan Cleary, get him now. You could look at making a trade from AJ Brimson to Nathan Cleary. Um, if you had a spare hundred grand or so up your, up your sleeve. That's not too bad of an upgrade there, but you'd want to do that now. Um, and uh, they're probably the big ones there. James Tedesco as well, we should add to that list. The drops, well, um, 
Ponga, you're still holding on to him. Arrow, we've got some questions about that when we get to the, the tweets and Facebook questions a little bit later. Um, Matt Moylan, you probably didn't jump on that bandwagon anyway. Alex Johnston, maybe you did. Rob Jennings, similar story. Uh, Cam Smith, um, hopefully you got off him and got onto Damien Cook when Origin finished if you didn't already own Cook. Um, if you own both Cook and Smith, you're a little worried with that. Um, certainly with guys like Hodgson and Farrah maybe playing better than Smith but you may be too stuck for trades to do much else with that as well. And, of course, as I said earlier in the show, you know, go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com, download the app. you still get all this information. It's very critical. If you're in your finals, if you're going for overall, this will still help you out uh, indeed. All right, let's move on to the tweets now. And Jared Alassi asks, is Milford to Munster a sideways trade, or do you see it being worth Wow, big game by Cameron Munster against the Raiders on Saturday night, Pete. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, we've been discussing uh, Milford a bit earlier this year. There seems to be a few Milford fans out there, but I think I'd, I'd definitely be going uh, with Munster. I don't see that as a sideways move, um, particularly like the Melbourne are in great form at the moment, and Munster seems to really, really come along. Just said like he got 103 the other day. Um, you know, he's he's in pretty good nick. He's got an average of sixty one point eight, which is not too bad. Um it's not you know, it's flash of sun, but it's not too bad and particularly like at five eight. Um but I think I would be um like he's got a five round average here of sixty eight. So I think that um I'll be tending more to go towards Munster than Milford, although Milford has been better in recent week, weeks than he was. But yeah, I think I'd I'd be tending to go towards uh Tending towards, uh, sorry, go towards uh, Munster. It's a funny year where mm. a lot of teams have got a lot of keepers, so they've got 22, 23 keepers. Um, it's sort of um, been perhaps due to the fact that the prices were a little low at the start of the year. Looking back, like it certainly looked high when we saw the new salary cap, but the way that they've gone up suggests that maybe the best players in the game were a little too cheap at the start, and and hence. You know that most people have been able to really bulge their salary cap and end up with with a lot of keepers. Um, so you can make these sideways trades this year. I don't know if Supercoach are going to fix this up for next year, and, and it might might end up being a bit more sort of accurate um, to prior years. Um, and things may change again with the sideways trades aren't you know sort of frowned upon a bit more. But certainly this year, uh, there's no problem with it. I went. Smith to Cook a few weeks ago, you know, that was a, a really good move because Smith's kind of gone backwards since then. Cook's the best player in the game. I should have had him since the start of the year, but, you know, better late than never, I guess. I think Munster, I, think, I agree with you, Pete. I think Milford, uh, you know, considering this year when most positions have been quite strong except centre and winger, um, I think a lot of players have outdone Anthony Milford and Cameron Munster's one of them. You will get your low ends with Munster. That is the issue, especially with Jerome Hughes playing halfback. But when they looked as good as they did against the Raiders, and um, they've got a great record against Souths, who will be tough, let's face it. Angus Crichton has shut down every left half this year. So if there's one week you don't want to get Munster, it's this week. You probably want to wait another week. Um, obviously, looking at the money that he's going to make, and you might think, ah, oh, but I've got to get him in for the money. But by beware, um, it might be tough to play Munster this week, especially if you've already got 22, 23 keepers. Um, because Angus Crichton has shut down every left half this season. 
Um, Gypsy McStagger asks thoughts on Arrow. I'm thinking of getting off because of two quiet games, and it's a massive break even this week, going back to Fafita with a straight swap before he skyrockets again. I guess, Tipsy, the main issue here, as we just talked about, no dramas with the straight swap, but is it something that you need to do? How many trades have you got left? Is it something that you're concerned that if Arrow gets shut down for the season, which could happen, the Titans, you know, they're probably mathematically still alive, but they're mainly playing for pride. Um, If they lose another game this week, let's say, maybe Arrow gets shut down and you've got to trade to Fafita anyway, but now you can't afford him. So I think you've really got to be cautious of that um, the Titans play in late in the week but still before the Sharks so maybe you, you're trying to do a mid-round trade you're trying to really go up to the to the Titans game um, what are your thoughts Pete on both Arrow and Fafita yeah we've discussed Arrow a lot in, in recent shows actually people out there like because he was just going gang buses there before Origin but since then he's He's gone. He's gone down um, quite quite significantly. Whereas Fafita has been much more consistent, and I tend to agree. Like we've discussed, you talk about mid uh, mid round trades. Uh, this is not uh, not a bad idea here. Um, thinking about it, uh, strategically, I just um, I really like Fafita in terms of, as I said, just his consistency. As I said, if something happens, with, as we've said on previous shows, if something happens with Arrow in terms of like just a minor injury or something, they're gonna they're gonna send him off for surgery or, or do whatever as well. And I it's just I guess it's a little conservative, but I, I think that um, you're better off with Fafita in that regard. You know that he's going to um, you know that he's gonna play a big minutes. You know he's he's not gonna sit out a week or anything if if he's got a minor niggle he's gonna be there and, and going hard and he's played very well at this time of the year. And they could make a great fight. I would be sticking with Fafita, I think. Yes. You know, and for, so Fafita will be playing hard for most most of the season. You think they, he, he might have a week off before the finals? That would be my only concern. I do like Arrow mm. a lot. I think he'll bounce back. It may not be this week, but Tipsy, it's kind of it's at that stage where you got to you know be bold or go home. And um, depending where you're situated, I don't, I'm not sure. I think you might be an overall player from memory, but um, you may. It's still the same applies. I know that you know one week could cost you the month and yeah I like Fafita and I like Arrow so I think it's a sideways move but it might not be a bad sideways move Daniel Capasso asks why is everyone selling Arrow we were just speaking about him we all knew he would have reduced minutes as he was recovering from his knee injury he'll be a must own for the run home surely also what are we expecting from Ryan Madison playing 5-8 expecting good things at the moment Um, actually he's one of our top 10 for the rest of the year Ryan Madison, top 10 or 12, based upon those 80 minutes in the halves. Of course, we can't balance out the fact that playing in the halves might see him have a reduced running capacity because it's really only looking at his stats from um, playing on the edge and then converting that to how halves go um, against the opponents he's coming up with in the last five weeks. So there is that side of it, the human side, where the predictor you know, isn't going to help, help us as much that you've got to at least maybe temper your expectations a tiny bit. But I think if you're own Madison, if you held him all this time, you're, you're really happy with this result because um, with Isaac Liu playing really well on the edge, I'm not sure what other role he had until this injury occurred to Luke Keary. Um, as for Arrow, well, Pete's sort of given his uh, thoughts on it. I'm, I do like Arrow and in Tipsy's 
case. I see the the reason to make the trade, but Daniel, I don't think it's a must sell at all, at all. And if you've got limited trades and you can make other moves, then you may as well just hold Arrow, because the reality is, you can sit him on your bench another week. If you've got over twenty keepers, you can sit on your bench happy as Larry. If he starts having some big games, he's there. If other guys start going down injured and you've run out of trades, you've still got him to call on. If you make that trade this week, that's one less that you've got in the final four weeks. You know, so it's just pure math at this point. Um, Jair is a great player, um, or coming into to a great Supercoach player. I think he's going to play Origin a long time. I think he's going to score a lot of high Supercoach points um, over the next you know, five, maybe more years. Um, we'll be all owning Jairo over the next few years. <laughs> Mr. Smith asks, rank dropped 800 and now out of the 1,000. Um, top 1,000. I really need a big round. Any Hail Mary point choices I should go for? I can buy anyone. I do like Cameron Munster or Nathan Cleary. Thanks. Pete, we just we spoke quite a bit about Munster. I'm not a big fan of him this week. Mr. Smith wants a guy with a big round this week, so we might try to pop on. I know he's talked about who was best already, but we can also look at some guys with some high, you know, high risk, high reward. But what about Nathan Cleary? He's certainly um, coming on strong. We, in fact, I should mention because of the injuries, he's, he's the perfect example, a guy that was a bit quiet over origin. He was still coming back from that injury. And now he seems to be back to fully fit. And what do you know, posting his best supercoach scores since um, he went down. Yeah, he's he's been in very good nick lately. As I said, like he got 97 the other day. Uh, he's got a five-round average of 56.4, but it's uh, 63 in the last three. So he's, he's on his way up. He's got a, a very low score of 12. I think that might have been the game he actually got injured in against Canterbury back that early in the season, so you can discount that. But... Um, yeah, with uh, Penrith, well, they're up against Canberra this week. Um, you think about their run home, and Canberra just got absolutely blitzed by Melbourne the other day. And then you see the big scores that, that Munster got in the halves against them. Um, so you'd expect clear in particularly, as he's been doing the goal-kicking the last couple of weeks too, I think. Um, he certainly was against Manly, and I think he did the week before against Brisbane. So he's he's got that extra string to his bow as well, so... If you're looking to maybe a bit of a point of difference there, you, you, you might, he's not going to be in everyone's team, but I think. And, uh, yeah, someone um, you could certainly look at for that, for that reason. I think he's, uh, I think he's a, a very good option. A guy that, um, yeah, and I, and I agree with you. I think Cleary, I, think, I know you had a bad round, but you don't want to double down on the bad round. You sort of want to get it back. Um, so I don't know if taking a big risk is, is the way to go here. Um, I will say that Branko Lee has been putting up some pretty decent numbers for the Gold Coast and playing against the Eels. It's got a nice matchup due to score uh, over 77 this week and then 60s, mid-60s the week after. Some 50s, which is still decent after that, including a 68 in round 24. His lowest predicted is 56.8 in round 23. So it's a big risk. We're not really massive fans of Lee. On the, on the show, but that's more because of his turnstile defence. Uh, Attacking-wise, he can do some things. So that's probably the one that, that's coming out. David Nofaluma would be another one um, that might be a bit more to your liking. Certainly if the um, the way that, that the Warriors potentially are, are, are failing opens up the door for, for the Tigers to still stick in it, 
his numbers aren't nearly as high predictable as 61 this round, but then down into the thir- high 30s and, and high 40s for the next two weeks. There is, the Raiders have done very well against the Tigers, and obviously the Tigers having them the week after the Knights. It's not a great sign for West, Tig- for West Tigers players. Um, Cohen Hess. I like Cohen Hess. I know that the Cowboys are down in 15th, but we're really at the stage now where the Bulldogs, the Seagulls, the Cowboys and the Eels are really all not wanting that <laughs> one spoon. And they're all playing to some degree accordingly. I know the Eagles couldn't and Eels couldn't see it out um, on the weekend, but they played pretty good compared to some of their insipid performances, let's face it, this year. And the Cowboys and, and the Bulldogs won. So Cohen Hess... Um, some 50s in there just coming over the next couple of weeks, but then finishing in the 60, 62 and 67, or well, 62 in round 23, 53 in round 24, and 67 in round 25. Um, it's risky, but look, if you're looking for risk, I'm probably I'm probably still looking at, at guys that at least we've seen do it to some degree, certainly none, not so much the newer players. Um, that's probably where I'm looking, but certainly I, I'm, I agree with Pete on the surface that Cleary's the way to go. Eels Forever asks, uh, Arrow, Defergo or Holmes is my last trade? Yes or no, should I play Maddow in my 17 this week at 5-8th? Um, he's also asking Reese Martin to Holmes instead of Arrow to Holmes because he's $500 short. And this is his last trade. He's playing head-to-head. Oh. Pete, I don't know. Trying, playing head-to-head... Um, unless you're in eights and you have to win, I, I don't know. I'm probably holding on to my last trade. You, you might get a key injury. What if your dummy half exactly. goes down? You know. Yeah, exactly. No, I think I'd be um, if you. Yeah, as I said, unless you're eighth or, and you're really, you know, concerned, you're up against seventh or you're up against ninth, I suppose. And you, depending on your personality, with how much risk you want to take. Um, I yeah, I agree with you. I think I'd be. I think I'll personally. I think I'd be hanging on to that trade just for. Just for your finals, so you've got something up your slip. Old, old, old trades. Old, old trades. <laughs> One trade to go, you got to hold it. you got to yeah. hold it. And, and yeah. you know, and, and like prob- when you are using it, it's a mid-round. Like, it's probably in your sudden death finals, and, a, and it's a mid-round trade. It's yeah. an all-or-nothing play. Absolutely. All right, mate. Uh, great show again, as always. And pulling the hard yards with, uh, of course... Ryan on assignment out of town at the moment, so you have to do two weeks backing up, but enjoy uh, a week off uh, coming up, I think, um, Friday onwards. I think you're going to get a bit, little bit of a respite before we'll get you back again in a couple of weeks, and then we're pretty much on the home straight. No uh, worries. Thank you. No, it's always a pleasure. And, yeah, it was sure be a good, good weekend of footy, and, yeah, um, it's all getting exciting in the September around the corner, and we've got Super Coach Finals coming up too. You'll have um, another group of uh, supporters cheering on your Mighty Dragons this weekend, mate, our own yes. West Tigers. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, that does it for the show. We'll be back again next Tuesday. Of course, I am Paulie G. Paul Grzadka, and uh, make sure you tune in www.supercoachpros.com. Follow the links to the app and, of course, to this very podcast and everything else. All the other great um, advice, information, etc. that we have on the website and on the app. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.